and welcome to episode 72 of the Talking Football Podcast with me, Derek Clark. Each week we try and bring you at least one first-class interview with some of the biggest characters involved in the game. This week I had the pleasure of chatting to former Rangers midfielder Thomas Kine Bendixson. Thomas was in great form as he looked back on his time at Ibrox. He opens up on the reason why he left to join Tromso, playing in the Europa League, representing Norway and his plans for the future. So sit back and enjoy the latest episodes of the Talking Football Podcast. Everyone and welcome to another edition of the Talking Football Podcast. I'm delighted to say we're joined on the line by former Rangers and Norway man uh, Thomas Kind Bendixson. Thomas, thank you very much for coming on. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Derek. Let's talk about the career, Thomas. Um, of course, you were born uh, in Norway in 1989 in uh, Harstad, uh, I believe it was. Um, growing up as a young boy, Thomas, were you always sort of kicking the ball around? Uh, yes, to be honest, I've, uh, I've always been, a, my, my family has been um, a generation of, of football players. Uh, my father um, played for the local team and so did my granddad. So uh, ever since I was, uh, I'd probably say three or four years so old, I've been, uh, I've been kicking a, a football around, yeah. Wow, terrific. And did you have any role models, any players that you, you wanted to be like when you were older? Um, I did, yeah. Um, I was in the, in a generation when um, the old Ronaldo R nine um, yeah. was the main, main man around, um, and I must say he he was uh, definitely my my idol. Uh, I I wanted to to look like him. I wanted to. Uh, I had all these shirts, so uh, so he he was the, the top guy at at the moment. Yeah. Well, terrific. And did you support any team when when you were growing up? Did you have a favorite team? Uh, I did. It was um, during the nineties. We had a few Norwegian players going to to Man United, and obviously it was the the, the best team uh, at least in in Britain. So I was a Man United um, supporter before. Uh, I must admit, I um, uh, I turned an AC Milan uh, supporter in the in the two thousands. Uh, they had a terrific team and. Uh, and, and watching uh, Man United against AC Milan at Old Trafford, um, AC Milan honestly outplaying Man United made me do that that switch. So I'm a bit embarrassed to to admit, but uh, right now I'm, I'm an AC Milan uh, supporter. Yeah, good man. Uh, um, you started your career. I was reading it. Um, was it your local club at, at Harstad? Is that is that right? Yeah, that's correct. And I mean, obviously you were you were there for 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 a bit of time. You always wanted to be a midfielder. I said that Ronaldo was your, was your idol. Did you did you play as a striker at any point? No, I, I must admit. I think it's it's always like that. I mean, when you play in the in the younger teams, yeah, you kind of want your most interesting or or kind of the, the best players uh, to get on the ball as much as possible. So, I've uh, as, as a young um, as a young boy, I played uh, central midfielder. Yeah, uh, and even though Ronaldo was was my my idol, I've, I've always um, seen myself as, as a midfielder um, since, since I started playing, yes. Yeah. Uh, Rangers, of course, come, come calling in 2007, uh, Thomas. Uh, can you give us a little idea of uh, how that move um, came about for you? Yeah, um, I was still playing for, for, for the local team, which is uh, Hoshta, Eyal, and uh, so I was playing senior football from, uh, I was uh, 15. 
which is fairly young. Um, and I, I remember, um, but I think Rangers um, picked me up playing for, for, the, uh, for the national team, uh, the under-17s. Yeah. Um, so they watched me in a, in a few tournaments uh, representing um, Norway uh, and then came and saw a few of my games with, with Harstad in the, in the second league in, in Norway. Um, and then I, I went over to, to, uh, um, to Glasgow to visit the club for a 10-day college uh, trial and... Um, and, and then signed, signed a three-year deal and was uh, obviously um, thrilled with that. Yeah, I was reading that um, Tromso were, were interested at, at the time. Of course, you, you would play for them later on, but what, what was it that, that swung it for you and decided to, uh, to join Rangers? What attracted you to, to, to them? Obviously, it's just that the magnitude of the, of the club. I mean, Rangers is, is one of the, the, the biggest clubs in the world uh, and me being a, such a massive I mean I'm a football fan as well it, it was a, a dream come true I must uh, must admit so even though it was uh, tempting as well to go to to Tromsø because I would then be, be a part of the, the senior squad straight away um, in Rangers it was more going through um, uh, you know the youth system uh, playing one year with the, with the under 19 so it was still a decision there, there to make, but um, the chance to play for, for Glasgow Rangers uh, in the end, uh, it, you know, the decision made itself uh, for me. So, uh, yeah, it was a, a dream come true, I must admit. Yeah, definitely. Um, did, you, did you speak to, um, I mean, Walter Smith would have been the manager at the time. Did, did, did you speak to him when you were signing? No, I didn't. I didn't speak to to Walter um, directly. Uh, I remember having talks with, with both uh, Ali McCoist. Um, you know, actually, the, especially the, the talk with, with Ali um, uh, was was assuring. And uh, I've always, like everybody else, loved him as a as a guy. He's he's a, um, uh, he was a great coach and and also um, just an inspiring person to be around. So he really sold. Uh, um, that dream uh, for me to, to, to come to Glasgow. Um, and also, um, you know, coming there, seeing the, the facilities. I remember being at Murray Park. Um, it really felt like, like the, the dream move uh, for me. Yeah, I was going to ask that. We've had um, players on before that, that have joined Rangers and they say they're aware of how big they are, but it's not until they actually join the club that they realise uh, the magnitude of it. Was that the same with you, yourself, Thomas? Um, well, um, no, I, I would have to, to agree because coming to Glasgow and, and just seeing how uh, much commitment, I mean, how dedicated people are to, to football um, and just the enthusiasm around the, the, the clubs was, was tremendous. So, um, so yeah, that was um, new to me. But, but I must say... Um, uh, I always knew and, and thought of Rangers as, as one of the, the biggest clubs around. Uh, I had uh, tried to watch, even as a young uh, uh, young boy in, in Norway, you know, paying attention to the old firms, and I've always loved uh, um, the, the Scottish mentality as well. So, um, so for me, I, I knew quite a bit about the, the history of the club and, and sort of what to expect, but. Um, still, I mean, you, you can't prepare for it. So, so coming over, um, it really um, both impressed me and, and really made an impression. Yeah. Yeah. How did you find the, the training, uh, the training regime, and was it was it a big uh, difference to what you were used to? And I was reading as well back in the day that you used to do your 
um, a bit of extra work as well after, after training. Was that something that was just instilled in you from a, a young age? Yeah, I must admit. Actually, that was, um, it wasn't really um, <laughs> appreciated uh, that much. I remember my, my first year, um, obviously, it was um, so professional at, at Rangers and everything was, was taken care of. Um, but I, I was used to um, having to make sure to do, do my own bit as well uh, as, as extra work. Um, so I am um, uh, having the, the facilities we had at, at Murray Park. Uh, I used to come in uh, at night uh, to, to do my extra bit. And, um, and I remember they, um, the, the, the coaches at the time weren't always that impressed uh, because they were scared of me doing too much. Yeah. But it was just um, having that option um, uh, was, uh, as I said, it was uh, a dream come true. I, I felt like I had everything in, in my own uh, uh, hands uh, just becoming uh, as good as I I wanted to be. Um, so so doing doing extra work uh, has always been uh, a part of my uh, my way of doing things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did, was there any players that helped you you settle when you when you when you moved over to Glasgow? Um, yeah, I, I'm actually going to say that I was a bit lucky. Um, first of all, it was um, I was really well welcomed by by the whole group and, and the club and uh, the staff, everybody involved, uh, and also the, the, the fans in the, the local area. But um, I was lucky that there was always um, at least another Scandinavian player in the club. Uh, and that actually helped me uh, off, off the field as well as on it. Um, somebody who shared, you know, the same culture and, and language. Um, but um, coming into to the team, coming into the, the under-19s dressing room, uh, there was a few players who, um, our, our captain then was, was Andrew Shinney, who I actually watched the other day playing for Luton against uh, Man United. Yeah. Um, and, and, and he, uh, I remember him as, as a great guy and, and just... Um, um, sort of taking care of, of the, the new players, making sure that they were settling in all right. Um, so, so when I first moved over, um, uh, there were others as well, but, but I, would, I would mention uh, Andrew as uh, yeah. important for us new players uh, just settling in. Yeah. Of course, you were around the, the under-19s at the time, but in terms of that season, Thomas, it was quite a, a momentous season for the club. Um, they were going for the quadruple. They reached the UEFA Cup final. Could, could you sense it? Uh, could you sense that around the club that they were on a special run that year? Yeah, uh, I, I totally could. And it was, uh, as I said, <laughs> maybe I was lucky with the year I uh, I, I came over because uh, us uh, just being on a run as well with the under 19s winning the double. Yeah. Um, and also, obviously, the, the, the main thing, how, how well the, the first team performed, both um, domestically and, and in Europe. Uh, uh, being a part of that uh, in, in my first year was, yeah, um, it, it was brilliant. I, I loved it and I went to all the, the home games, uh, both in the league and, and uh, followed them in, in Europe. And um, it was just a, a very special year for, for I think, everyone around, uh, around the club. Yeah. Did the club take you to uh, the, the, the foreign games and uh, the UEFA Cup that, that year? And did, did they take you to Manchester at all? No, I, I went down um, myself and, and uh, they, they included a, a, a larger squad um, to, to some of the games. Wow. But it wasn't until later that I actually travelled with, um, uh, with the first team to the, um, 
to the away games in, in Europe. I think that was in my third year. So that was a, a later. So, so that year, no, I, I, I traveled on my own. We were a group of, uh, of players who drove down to, to Manchester. And uh, <laughs> obviously, it was a, a great experience that, that as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, the next season was a tough one for you, of course. Uh, you would suffer a, a knee injury um, that would sort of hamper your, your, your career at Rangers. Um, how did that happen, Thomas, and how, how difficult was that to deal with? Um, well, it was an injury that had sort of developed over the years. I mean, uh, playing back in, in Hashta, we, we, we trained on, on AstroTurf, and it wasn't even the best AstroTurf. So, um, uh, and, and you know what, I, I'm, I'm not sure how much it, it kind of affected my career negatively because um, coming back from that, that injury, even though I'd been out for um, pretty much two years, I, I, I think, I, I felt like I had developed as a player. And it was probably the, the, the mental um, aspect of it. But um, I came in and I was lucky enough to, to train with the first team almost straight away after, as I said, being out for, for um, the better part of two seasons. And um, felt uh, a much better player. Um, I'd been working on, my, um, uh, on, the, on the physical side. Uh, of the game, uh, which I, I needed uh, to, to step up. Um, and also, it was something about my, my mentality that I, I felt had changed uh, because of the injuries I, I'd had. So, um, you know, pe people say what could have been hadn't it been for, for the injuries. Um, I, I'm not sure. I, I feel like they actually uh, sort of made me kind of the player I, I became. And so I'm not sure. Um, and, and I definitely felt like I... I handled it okay, and the club was phenomenal throughout the process. I always had the best um, uh, follow-up. Uh, we, we traveled around to see the, the best surgeons and everything. So, um, so it was really, um, and, and that was important to me to feel like I was really taken care of by by the club. Yeah, definitely. Of course, um, Ali McCoy would take over from Walter in in twenty eleven. How how did you find him as a coach, Thomas? You know, I, I've always found Ali brilliant. And you could see him as um, a, a very natural assistant coach. Yeah. Uh, just because he's, he's hilarious. He's so funny <laughs> as well. And, and so he's, he's different. He has a different style than Walter. Uh, totally different. Um, but, uh, but I had um, a season with him as, as the head coach as well. And I must say, I, I loved it. Um, learned so much from him. And, and um, obviously, being the phenomenal um, goal scorer that he was. And for me, as an attacking uh, midfielder who didn't really deliver enough um, goals and assists, uh, learning from him was, was, um, was perfect. Yeah. Um, but I think he, he handled that transition from assistant to, to being the manager uh, really well, and um, uh, and as I said, I, I learned so much from him. Yeah, being around at the first team, Thomas, uh, like you say, with Ali, the manager, and there was some big characters in that dressing room at, at that time as well. So it must have been quite a, a lively place. Yeah, uh, I know, and that's probably the 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 bit about my my time at Rangers that I look um, back on. Um, um, and, and reflect on the most most often because yeah we had some some uh, great characters uh, around um, uh, big names but 
also, I would say, often kind of mis misunderstood um, through the media and because they were um, genuine and, and, and great guys. I always felt welcome, uh, no matter how big um, stars they were. I mean, um, I, I could, could mention a few, but I remember uh, El Hajid Youth um, yes. coming up and, and uh, just the character he is, I mean, he, he could come in, in training wearing two watches and, and uh, coming in with, with full uh, Louis Vuitton uh, bags and, and stuff. And it's, it's easy to, to judge, but uh, when it came to, to um, being loyal to, to the dressing room and to, um, to the club and uh, the commitment, he, uh, I mean, uh, it was uh, inspiring to see some of these guys just being uh, uh, good people, you know, on, on the inside. Um, even though how they, they might be seen on, on the outside or, or through the media. So um, there's, there's actually there's, there's a lot of players I, I want to mention, but it was a, a great set of, um, of professionals uh, when I was around. Yeah, I'm a big fan of El Hadji as well. Ever since, I think, when I seen him, first of all, playing for Senegal in that 2002 World Cup, I thought he was absolutely excellent. He was such, such a character, isn't he? He just sort of exudes um, life, doesn't he? He's, he's, he's a big personality. Oh, yeah. He, he was just a, a great guy to be around. You, for some reason, you just wanted to be around him. And, and also, when you, you said when it comes to his performances, I mean, his technical ability was, uh, was unreal. Um, so, so I remember I, I used to, um, uh, when, it, when the sessions were, were finished, we used to, um, uh, to stay out on the pitch and just doing some, some technical drills. And, and he was, uh, he was an unbelievable player as well as, as of course the, the, the mental part of it where he just went on the pitch and his confidence and it, it spreads in, uh, uh, in a dressing room and in a group. And it's important to have those kind of, uh, as you say, characters in your team. Yeah, your debut is it was it against Dunfermline? Is that is that right, Thomas? Is that where you made your debut at Ibrox? You know, I, I promised myself to, to <laughs> check up the stats, I, I, <laughs> but but uh, I think that was my, my debut from from start. The start, yeah. Uh, I think so. We won two one. Um, uh, so I, you, yeah, I think you're correct there. <laughs> Yeah, you you came on, of course, against Hibs the following week. I mean, the team. First of all, how was that to start at Ibrox and to run out there there and play for Rangers? I mean, how did that? What was that like? Um, it, it was unreal. Um, and honestly, I'd, I'd felt good in training um, coming up to to the match, and and it was the first time I I kind of um, I, I was almost, I was hoping at least to come on. Um, I didn't dare to hope for a starting position, but remember in um, the, the team meeting at Arbrooks, uh when, when uh, we got the team sheet, um, I almost sort of had a, a, a blackout uh, I, because it was, um, um, you know, it, it's unreal. I mean, at Arbrooks playing in front of 52,000 people, uh, especially for me, that's twice the, the city I'm, I'm from. Yeah. Um, when it comes to a number of people, so um, and and walking onto the to the pitch uh, wearing the shirt and and with those those big names, we have a, a photo of me taking the kickoff with uh, Nikita Yelovich. Yeah, um, and you know that is uh, it is just a, a dream come true. It, it really is. So um, um, so I remember 
bits of the match, but honestly, I, I think just my, my activation level, I, I'm always, you know, blacked out sort of the, the whole experience. But um, um, yeah, fan fantastic moment for me, obviously. Yeah, you mentioned there Nikita Jelovic. Um, how, how good was he, Thomas, um, as, as a player? He, he, I mean, his goal scoring record, some of the goals he scored was, was un unreal. Yeah, so he's just one of those players that um, even though he, he doesn't have a, a good training, you can still see that he's the best player there. He's almost doing something a bit different than, than the others. Uh, and when he then has a good training, he, he would score. Um, I mean, he, he, playing five aside, or he could score 10, 15 goals during a training. Uh, his quality was was unreal. Um, so, so you could you could totally see that he uh, he was destined to go um, somewhere e even bigger than than Rangers. But um, it was um, it, it was fascinating for me to see players at that level when it comes to both the, the understanding of the game and the, the technical abilities and um so yeah i, I remember when he, when he came and started uh, yeah when, when he just came to the club he was like, this guy is um is unbelievable yeah in terms of the old firm game you're on the bench uh for the derby um what was that like as an atmosphere to, to soak up thomas i know you never never came on but in terms of being part of the squad um for that game yeah no um unbelievable I mean, uh, and, and, and when it comes to the old firms, you, you have to have been there to, to know what it's about. Because, um, as you said, yeah, I was, uh, I was lucky enough to, to be, be on the bench. And um, um, you, you, you can't even talk to a guy sitting next to you. Uh, you have to lean in and, and scream into his ear if you want to communicate. Um, and just, just doing the, the, the warm-up there. Um, uh, was something uh, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget. Um, so, um, but I, I remember that that game um, very well because again I had felt really good in training and and we were uh, I think we were two nil down um, and I was really hoping to to come on um, and I remember that was a, a big disappointment for me to have been involved uh, on the pitch in an old firm would have been very very special um but um even just uh, i mean looking back on it now being on the bench being involved um in the build-ups towards uh, towards the match it's um it, it is unbelievable and it's it's unique to to glasgow i would say that the old firm uh, it really is yeah but the club were of course doing well um that season up until uh, maybe the, the next year you, you would leave thomas um did, did you sort of sense that there was sort of financial problems on the horizon um yeah i, I think we we, we did but I, I i won't say that my decision um really was was down to that uh, we were all um um as i said we, we knew about the, the situation and and um uh, we, we, I, I probably didn't realize that, uh, how serious it, it was, and it really came as a shock. Um, the, the consequences that it that it had, and it, it was tough to swallow because obviously I, uh, I had really uh, grown fond of the club, and it's it's still, I mean, one of my, my favorite club. Um, so, um, um, but it, it wasn't down to to that the, the decision I made to um, to leave and to to go to Tromsø. Um, but still, it's been um, um, tremendous now following the club um, back back to the top and, and uh, now 
being back fighting for for the title. Um, it's um, it's been a um, a tough but but great journey. <laughs> I mean, yeah, absolutely. Did did you have any? Did the players have any dealings, any meetings with with Craig White at all? Um, were you aware of what what he was doing? Uh, you know what. Uh, also, being a, 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 a young guy in the dressing room, I didn't take too much part um, in the whole um, in the whole situation. And obviously, I, I, I knew about things that was going on, but I had um, uh, enough on, on staying focused on my football and uh, uh, just working hard and tried not to be too much uh, involved in, in, in those uh, things. So... Um, so I, I don't really have uh, too much to say about uh, about that. Yeah. So the move to Tromso then was that to get? Did you just fancy more regular football because you played um, uh, quite regular for them, didn't you, for for the first time in your career, really? Yes, that that was the, um, and, and it also had to do with my uh, with my uh, previous injuries. Um, you know, I I felt obviously I, I loved being at, at Rangers and would have wanted to to stay. But um, it was something that, that frustrated me um, when it came to, it was, it was almost the same cycle as going on and on during the season when it came to the transfer windows. Um, because in every, playing for, for such a big club as Rangers, there will be new signing in every transfer window, pretty much. Uh, and those players, and, and, um, and I totally respect, and this is the way it has to be, though, the new signings will be given time to settle and will be given a lot of chances to uh, to play. Um, uh, and I felt like um, new players coming in, me working hard, um, them being given the chance. And after a few months, I was getting closer and closer to the team, getting my chance. And then it's a new window and it, it happened sort of, once again, new signings coming in, and so, and I respect this is a part of football. But because I hadn't played um, regularly uh, because of my injuries for for so long, I felt like the decision wasn't even. Um, I wasn't even weighing up pros and cons. I had to play regular football to to kind of start my career again. So it was a tough decision uh, saying no to um, staying at Rangers, but. Uh, for my own career, I actually I had to go somewhere, play regularly, and and just to restart start my career. Um, so so that was that was it. Yeah, of course. At that season, you were at Tromso. You, you played in the Norwegian Cup final. Of course, it was a, a good run from the side. Um, losing on penalties is a lottery, of course. But disappointed, you could you couldn't lift that lift that trophy. Yes, I, I must admit, and. And also, we, so yeah, we, we had a, a, a great team that, that year. And especially in the cup, performed really well. Got to the cup final where um, we played uh, a team coming from the division below us as well. So, um, so, so losing that, I, I felt like going into the game, we had the right mentality and we, we dominated the game and, and should have won it. Yeah. Uh, but as you said, it came down to, to penalties. Uh, they had a great goalkeeper uh, on the day. It's Urian Nyland who now plays for for Aston Villa and Norwegian, uh, the Norwegian national team, and he had a, a fantastic match. Uh, but yeah, of course, nobody wants to to lose a cup final. Uh, but still, uh, it was a great experience uh, for me, and and, uh, and I'm proud just to have uh, have been there. Yeah, of course, the, the club would. Uh... 
qualify for the Europa League, uh, the group stages, the, the next season. How how good was that? I, I know I know you you finished bottom of the group, but quite expected considering the teams that you were playing. I mean, what was it like playing against the likes of uh, Tottenham uh, at home and away, for example? That must have been something else. Oh yeah, it was it was brilliant. I, I'd been uh, been lucky enough to to play, uh, although it was friendless against some of the big big sides uh, playing for Rangers. I have a friend against Liverpool and then Chelsea and Bayer Leverkusen, so I had sort of had that experience before. But but as you say, it was um, uh, um, awesome for for the whole um, club, uh, all the players, and also the the city. Bringing Tottenham uh, <laughs> up to to Bromse was uh, was special. Um, um, but it was um, it was a, a strange um, situation for us as well because while playing in the Europa League, uh, we were actually fighting to be yeah, relegated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we at one stage we couldn't even play our strongest team in the Europa League because we had to try and secure the place in the in the wow. domestic league. So, so it was it was very frustrating because um, our group honestly was was sort of perfect because we had Tottenham who beat all the teams fairly easy yeah. uh, and then we had we were with three teams that were on kind of equal yeah. uh, level I, I would say um, so we had Anshi who had, had sold all the, their players and were now a much weaker side than the one who qualified and then Sheriff from um, Tiraspur as well so so honestly, I felt like if we could have played our, our, our strongest side, um, we could actually have gone through um, to, to the next round. Right. Uh, so it was, um, for me personally, it was very disappointing um, that um, it was an awesome experience playing in the Europa League, uh, obviously, but it could have been a much better um, experience if we really could have, have gone for it. Um, but of course, um, looking back at it, play, playing at, at White Hart Lane and also bringing uh, Tottenham up to, to Tromsø, uh, some, some great memories. Yeah, you would captain Tromsø as well, um, Thomas. How, how proud were you that, that, that you, could, uh, you could captain the team? And was that something that, you, that came to you naturally, be, being a leader, or was it, did, you, did, you, did you enjoy the extra responsibility? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, being, being, being the captain has. Uh, I've, I've, been it in, in previous clubs as well, and also for, for the um, for the national team, the the, the youth teams, yes. um, and and so and also I've, I've been lucky with the the captains I've uh, I've kind of played played alongside, uh, and and a few of the really great ones in in Rangers as well. Uh, I remember um, the training with the first team when when Barry Ferguson was there. Uh, there was just no doubt he was he was the leader. Uh, so I always looked at at other other players and um, just how they uh, go about being being the captain. Um, but um, yeah, it was um, um, it was great, and it, it's always been something that um, I wouldn't say that's come natural to me. But it for some reason it has happened. Uh, I'm been the captain now in in Trumstown, the club I play for for now and um, it's um, it, it feels natural and also playing in, in the middle of the park central midfielder it um, that's that's often where where you find your your captains I guess yeah definitely um that year as well Thomas you, you, you mentioned there you, you played for Norway through the through the ages you'd also play for the, the senior team as well um how proud were you to, to represent your country was it Moldova was that your, your debut that you made your uh, appearance 
Yes, that, that's correct. And, and uh, again, yeah, no. playing for Norway has always been um, been a dream of mine. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, putting on the, the national team jersey uh, is always going to be a, a special moment that I look back on. Um, and and you, yeah, you're right. We uh, we played Moldova and, and Poland uh, in in the two two caps that I uh, that I have got. And uh, uh, no, I've, I've I'm, I'm I'm proud that I've uh, gotten the, the pleasure to represent my my country. I, I really am. Yeah, touching on Norway at the moment, they've got some cracking players at the moment coming through. The likes of everyone talks about uh, Holland, of course. But how exciting is this uh, for Norway in terms of the players? Are you quite excited with it? The, the sort of the squad that they've got at the moment. Oh yeah, totally. And and we've seen it uh, kind of developing over the the last years. I mean, the under twenty ones are getting stronger and stronger. And and like you said, uh, I mean, players like like Erdogan now at Real Madrid. Uh, Holland doing phenomenal, and also now Serlot going to um, Red Bull um, uh, Leipzig as well. We have some um, um, some great names out there who are, are performing really well in the top leagues, uh, and it's been it's been a while um, since we have that uh, strength in, in the squad. So uh, hopefully now we can we can qualify. Um, uh, for the Euros, but but um, uh, yeah, Norwegian football is is looking uh, pretty positive at, at the moment. Yeah, definitely. You joined Molde, of course, in December 2014. Um, they were the sort of, sort of top club at the moment. Uh, well, at that time in Norway, we, we I guess that was just a move that you couldn't turn down. Yeah, they did. Just won the double, uh, as you said, and, and, and were the, the leading force of, of Norwegian football. They were playing in Europe, uh, and, and so when they um, uh, showed the interest, um, and, and I didn't, I, I wanted the move, I must admit, I wanted the move abroad. Um, uh, I loved it at, at, at Rangers, and therefore was, was keen on, on moving abroad again. Uh, but having played um, the, the last season, on uh, level two yeah. in Norway, um, the, the clubs uh, said that they, um, the clubs that had followed me uh, previously, wanted to see me first uh, perform on the top level again before I could then maybe uh, go abroad again. Um, but I was uh, still thrilled with the move to to Molde, even though it, it didn't uh, it didn't happen for me there. Uh, we had a great set of um, uh, of players, and it was. Um, unusual for me to come to such a strong group and, and being um, more in and out of the team uh, from being captain at, at Tromsø and that transition I didn't handle as well as I, I wish I uh, I had uh, so it didn't really happen for me but also a, a great experience uh, being part of that that um, group and, and team yeah of course yeah you'd go out and loan to back to Tromsø and then also to, to Ellsborg. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer came in as manager at, at Molde for a time. Did you have any, any dealings with him, Thomas? I did, yeah. Uh, and and um, again, I mean, Ole is um, just a, a great guy as well. He's obviously uh, experienced. And uh, I think any coach who has worked with, with Sir Alex uh, will then know what he's, he's talking about. So, so I had a, a good relationship with, uh, with Ole and uh, obviously, uh, like every other Norwegian, we were thrilled with what he's, he's doing with, with Man United right now and, and, and how he's representing Norway and, and Norwegian football. Yeah, definitely. Um, you left, of course, and, and joined, uh, was it Sandjaford? Is that, is that right, in uh, 2015? Um, 
did, I was reading, I was, I was trying to find, did you, did you make an appearance for them? Did, did you get injured there or what have you? Um, no, you're right. And I didn't make an, an official appearance. I, I played throughout the um, um, pre-season yeah. and um, then uh, had an illness, uh, I would say, which prevented me from, from as you say, playing uh, an official game from, from Sanofiore. Um, so that was uh, the, the reason for that, yeah. Yeah, and now your you, you, your current club, of course, uh, Troms Dallin. Um, how how much do you enjoy playing for them at the moment? They're in the is it the third tier of, of Norwegian football? Yeah, uh, we we um, we had a, a very disappointing season last year, uh, yeah. and and were relegated um, from the the first division, so the second highest uh, highest league. I felt like we had a, a group of players who should be fighting for promotion. So it's, it's almost embarrassing to, to, uh, to say that we ended up being, being relegated. Uh, it really is. And um, so we are sort, sort of like um, starting from, from scratch again, I, I would say, and then um, trying eventually to, to get back. I feel like that the, the club definitely belongs uh, in probably the, the second uh, tier of, of Norwegian football. Um, but I'm, uh, I'm enjoying my, my football here now and, and we're, uh, as I said, trying to get back where we feel like the club belongs. Yeah. In terms of Norwegian football, Thomas, uh, of course, uh, coronavirus affecting uh, the whole planet at the moment. In terms of no Norwegian football, how has it, it affected it? Um, no, obviously it's been a, a, a strange year for for everyone and in every league. And uh, Norwegian football has been affected like like every league. Um, the the part of of the league system that's been um, struck the hardest is the lower leagues, uh, where they they've gone in now and and cancelled the, the season, which uh, of course is a shame, but. Uh, I, we all have our responsibility uh, here and we have to look at, at the bigger picture. Um, I, I think that the, the top two uh, leagues have, have done really well and uh, getting back into to playing um, and they are um, they were going through with, with the season um, uh, as, as planned. Uh, our season has been, been cut in half so we're almost doing like a Scottish uh, system. Uh, we play um, um, a, a playoff with the top seven and then the bottom seven uh, just to shorten the season a bit but uh, we're just uh, happy to be to be playing games uh, and to be able to to train so um so i think that um, the norwegian fa has, has handled it uh, really well yeah do you guys get sort of tested every week by the authorities and that sort of thing no, we get tested if we, we uh, report symptoms. Yeah. Um, we have been tested, uh, all of us, and, um, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Ali, uh, what, what, did you plan to, can, uh, to play as long as possible, Thomas? Is that, the, is that the plan? And do you have sort of future ambitions to, to turn to coaching at all? Um, I, I do. I, I do plan to play as long as possible. Uh, I must admit, I, I still love playing football. I love being a part of a dressing room. Uh, and as I said, I'm, I've, I've always been a, a footballing man. Um, uh, love the game. Um, I've been doing some, some um, studies. Uh, I've done sports psychology. Uh, and right now I'm, I'm studying psychology. So um, going into um, um, to, to working with with uh, football on a, on a later stage, maybe uh, working with, with young players, 
developing uh, young players. I think that could um, be interesting uh, after my, my footballing career. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. In terms of um, Rangers at the moment, do you get to, to watch them much under Steven Gerrard? And how do you feel, feel they'll, they'll get on this season? I haven't uh, watched them as much as I, I would like to, but I, I've, I've seen a few of their games in uh, in Europe uh, last season and, and this season. And um, uh, I think it, it, it's great what they're um, achieving uh, right now. Just being back fighting for, for the title and also uh, doing well in in Europe. And, and I'm sure um, Rangers will, will just... Uh, you know, become stronger and stronger as, as each season uh, goes along. And, and that's where the club uh, and the fans deserve to be. I mean, it, it should be a, a club and will be that performs both uh, domestically and, and in Europe. So it's, it's uh, great watching what's, uh, what's going on. Yeah, definitely. And finally, then, in terms of players that you've played with and against, Thomas, is there anyone that stands out as your toughest opponent and the best player that you've played with? Um, actually, it, it, yeah, it, it, it totally is. I mean, it's, it's a quite an, an easy answer. And, and it, this was going back to the game against uh, Tottenham at, at White Hart Lane. Uh, I played a central midfielder and I came up against uh, Moussa Dembele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Belgium central midfielder. And, and he was just uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, from his, his technical ability, left foot, right foot, he could do anything he wanted with the ball. And also his strength. Um, so we, uh, I remember sitting with my uh, fellow central midfielder in, in the dressing room at halftime. And we just decided we just have to team up and, and try and prevent him from just running straight through us. I mean, so we, uh, it was just nothing to, to really, he was, he was unplayable. Yeah. Uh, so, so I would have to, uh, I would have to say him. And uh, the players I've played alongside, there's, um, there's, there's so many, but, but yeah. the first one that comes to my mind, uh, I, I must admit, Barry Ferguson was uh, unbelievable to, to watch in uh, training and in, in games. Uh, it was, uh, for me as, as a young player, it was inspiring just seeing the level he, he was on. Yeah, he certainly was some player. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure, Thomas, having you on the podcast. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Derek. My pleasure. That was episode 72 of the Talking Football podcast with Thomas Kind Bendixson. I hope you enjoyed it as ever. Remember, if you want to listen to any previous episodes, you can catch them all in pretty much all podcast platforms. Be also sure to check out and subscribe to the Talking Football website. It's talkingfootball.co.uk. If you're on Twitter, you can follow us at Talking underscore football and we're on Facebook as well. Remember, if you want to also sponsor the Talking Football podcast, you can now do so. Just visit the Get Involved page on the website and email us at contact at derekclarksports.co.uk Join me again on Friday when I'll be chatting to Jeff Connor, who's recently released the brilliant book Busby's Last Crusade from Munich to Wembley A Pictorial History It's an absolutely cracking book but until then, keep safe and bye for now